We want to thank the Lord this morning that we can gather here, coming from different places and having been kept on the road even while traveling. Today is not so hot, no sunshine, but instead it's rainy. So that's also a picture of our Christian life. At times it's hot, but the Lord cares for us and knows what we need as he cares for his creation. So we trust the Lord for this meeting that he will give us what we'll need, that we will thrive, be alive, that God's Spirit can have his way in our lives. Simbonga unkulunkulu, nangalentanganyelo asipayona, gomoya wako ingwele, asipamandlo gubas pigelele, sikubegele pambili, ugubi kamalakele kazilulis. So we would also welcome those who have come to be with us. Sitandu gwamgela na labo abafigilu gubabezo tanganyelaganyenati. We have got some visitors out of Holland which we welcome as well for this morning's uh, service. We would just like to remind you as well that you also are busy with invitations for the ministers' conference that will take place on from the 6th to the 8th of March. And there are invitations that can be um, collected at the reception so if there's anyone whom you would like to invite or maybe still will meet up with, you are free to take these invitations and pass them on to those who can be invited. For the choir comes to sing, um, and before we hear the Lord's word, let us still pray together. We thank you, our Heavenly Father, for all the grace that you bestow on us 
day by day. Siakbonga Baba Wetu Sezulwini, Gomusa Wako, O Tululela Pesgwe in Pilo Zetu, Imisha and Gemisha. We see that in that you have got a plan for our lives and wish to draw ourselves close to your heart. We pray that you would also bless this hour that it might be a time spent in your presence. And we pray that you would bless our eyes to see, our ears to hear. And we ask this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. So the choir can come forward. So I will sing an Afrikaans song and an English and thereafter a Zulu song which is taken out of Romans 8. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, persecution, 
famine, nakedness, or sword, we believe, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, nor any power, height or depth, or anything else will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
Greet everyone this morning in the wonderful name of our Lord. We're very thankful for the hot weather we had. Because people drink more water when it's hot. You'll know what I mean. But I was also very thankful that this morning it's a bit cooler. It can get quite hot in the auditorium. I think especially here in front, it's more hot than other places. I remember some years back, Baba once asked if someone has a good idea on how to cool the auditorium down. And I thought of it these days when it was so hot. So if the Lord shows you something and you have a good idea, bring it. There's a way we can do it. It's amazing what the Lord is doing. I hope you see it as well. I hope you experience it. And I hope you don't miss it, miss out on it. All over. If you go around, the Lord is good to us. We are nothing, we don't deserve it. But the Lord is good to us. And even more importantly, spiritually, he's good to us. He still touches the lives of people. He still brings people to hear his word. There's so much. I just hope no one misses out on that. Before I start, I'd like to, or before I read the word, I'd like to just read something else. And it's from Charles Spurgeon. And he said, there will be three effects of nearness of God. There will be three effects in our lives if God is near to us. He 
He said, humility, happiness, and holiness. Just think of it. Humility, are we humble? Happiness. Happiness is a sign that God is close to you. We read a bit about it still later. And holiness. Are those three signs in our lives? If one is missing, there's a problem. So I'd like to start reading in James chapter 5 verse 17. James is in the New Testament, close to the end of the New Testament. It's a short book, just after Hebrews. From the fifth chapter, verse 17. So before we read, let's still close our eyes and ask the Lord to speak to us. Lord, we have opened your word. Please reveal to us your secrets. Please, you speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <coughs> so I'd start in James chapter 5, verse 70. Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. So, Kalar and Gufundi Matiga Chagobis Ashugesestanu, Evesi Elishum Niscombisa. U Elia Wayangumuntu Efana Nati. Wakulega no Gukulego Gubalingan. Alinangem Shabeni Imnyaga Mtatu, Nezinyanga Ezisitu. And then verse 18 as well. And he prayed again. And the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops. Now we know the story of Elijah. And I think just for a bit of background, if you can turn your Bibles back to Kings, to first kings. Keep your place in James, we'll come back to it a bit later. So first kings 
And in Kings, you can read the whole story of Elijah. Starting in 1 Kings. So 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Elijah, the Tishbite of the temporary residence of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord... The God of Israel lives before whom I stand. There shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. And then if you just turn two or three pages to 1 Kings 18, verse 42. And So chapter 18 from verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he bowed himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. Elijah said, Go again seven times. And at the seventh time the servant said, A cloud as small as a man's hand is arising out of the sea. And Elijah said, Go up, say to Ahab, Hit your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while the heavens were black with wind-swept clouds, and there was a great rain, and Ahab went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. He girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So here we read of the prophet Elijah. And I'm reading a small description from the Life Application Bible explaining about Elijah's life. Elijah's commitment to God challenges us. 
And I want you to keep in mind the first verse we read in James. He was sent to speak to God. He was sent to speak God's word to a king who often rejected his message just because he brought it. Elijah chose to carry out the ministry of God and paid for that decision by experiencing isolation. We think about the amazing miracles God accomplished through Elijah, but we would do well to focus on the relationship they shared. All that happened in Elijah's life began with the same miracle that is available to us. He responded to the miracle of being able to know God. But Elijah also had difficulties. You can go and read it. There were times where it was very difficult. For example, after God worked an overwhelming miracle through Elijah in defeating the prophets of Baal, Queen Jezebel retaliated by threatening Elijah's life. She wanted to kill him. Elijah witnessed the windstorm and earthquake and fire, but the Lord was not in any of those powerful things. Instead, God displays, displayed his presence in a gentle whisper. Elijah, like us, struggled with his feelings even after this comforting message from God. So God confronted Elijah's emotions and commanded action. He told Elijah what to do next and informed him that part of his lowliness is based on ignorance. Ignorance is what you don't know. You know the story just summarizes it a little bit. 7,000 others in Israel were still faithful to God. That's when Elijah said, I'm alone, Lord. It's only me left. And the Lord said to him, there are 7,000 others with you. 
Ngiyathemba sonke siyayazi indaba kodwa nje ukuyifinqa kafushane lapho Eliya ethi unomzwanga edwa akekho munye okhonza uNkulunkulu wayesethi uNkulunkulu bakhona abanye abaprofethi abayinkulungwane ziyisikhombisa engibabekile Even today God often speaks through the gentle God has work for us to do even when we feel fear and failure And God always has more resources and people than we know about. Sometimes we think we are alone, but there are many others. Although we wish to do amazing miracles for God, we should instead focus on developing a relationship with Him. The real miracle of Elijah's life was his very personal relationship with God and that miracle is available to us. So let's turn back to James 5. Elijah was a human as we are that's in another translation and I'd, and I'd like to speak about this first few words in this verse another translation says eliza was a man with a nature like ours Elijah was a man like me and you. He was on earth like me and you. He had feelings like us. He had disappointments like us. He experienced everything we experienced. Joy, sadness, he experienced it. Why does the Lord add these few words, these few words in this verse? Now some people might say, well, that's nice. If I'm faithful, I'll be able to pray and stop the weather and bring the rain. But maybe that pertains to one, if any, of us. But what I want to speak about today is that this, these very words, knowing that Elijah was a human like me, 
it should encourage me to persist. Kodwa kamazwe ngifusa ukugcila kuwona ngikhulume ngawo kabanzi namhlanje ilamazwe aveze ukuthi Eliya wayengumuntu njengathi okwamazwe kumele asiguquzele ukuba siphikelele phambili ekuthembekeni kuNkulunkulu. It should be clear to us that even he had to resist temptation. Kumele kube sobala kithi kuqaca ukuthi nayo Eliya lo kwamele ukuba ame aphikisane amelane nezilingo. That even he had to go through difficulties. He was not some superhuman that didn't have any of that. In the Amplified Bible it says, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections and constitution as ourselves. Mangabufundi humusho le Amplified liyachaza ukuthi Eliya lo waye umuntu njengathi enemizwa njengathi enezinto ayibhekana nazo njengathi enemthetho nemgomo ayeyimisile ukuba ihambe lendlela yokukholwa njengathi He was human like us but he was faithful Waye ngumuntu njengathi kodwa wayithembekile He was human like us but he had a relationship with God now I'm not saying you should be faithful, like I said, to be able to do miracles. God has a plan for each one of us. And our purposes are not the same. In the body of Christ, there's a head. It would be strange if we say there's two heads or three heads or five heads. There's one head, but there are two hands. And there are many fingers. And so each one of us must do that what God what is his purpose for my life. Manjeke sonke simele ukuba senze lokho uNkulunkulu akuhlelile akuhlosile ngempilo zethu. Don't try and do more than that. Ngazamika ukuthi wenze wena okudlulele kunalokho. And we may never do less than that. Futhi ungakulinge wenze okungaphansi kwalokho. Remember that. God has a plan for my life and that is what I must do. Ukhumbule lokho ukuthi uNkulunkulu unezinhloso ngempilo yami ilokho ke futhi nami ngimele ngibe kukho ngikwenza. Now what came to me when I wrote this verse in James 17. Manje koke kwafika kimi ngesikhathi ngifunda leli verse elitholakala encwadini ka Jacob isahluko sesihlane indima eshumi nesikhombisa. We should know and sorry for repeating it, but we should know that the men of God had the same temptations, if not worse. They had the same difficulties, if not worse. And 
And how will I ever excuse myself if I one day stand before the judgment throne and Elijah would be there and I would say my life was too difficult. Manje kumbuzi ukuthi mina ngizosithethelela ngokuthini lapho sengimile phambi kwesihlalo sokwahlulelwa phambi kaNkulunkulu no Eliya naye mile khona lapho bese ngithi hayi inkosa yami impilo yayinzima kakhulu. Elijah was a man like me and you but he was faithful. And for that very reason we should be faithful. We should persist. We should resist. And we should follow these people. Now in the King James it says Elias it's the same name it just uses it differently Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are Uma ngabufunda ihumusho lesking James yachazwa ukuthi Eliya lo wayengaphansi kwezimfuno noma ngingathi imizwa neyintando zalomhlaba nathi sibhekana na And if you go and look in the Greek in the meaning of this word passion now, I'm not trying to sound clever like a theologian. But it's good if you read something and if the Lord shows you something to go and check, but is this true? Is it biblical this that came to me? We can have many ideas and maybe we read something into it, but it's not correct. And so it's good the Lord speaks to you. Go and see, does it correspond to that what I read? Good to double check if I'm not on the wrong track. And that goes for everything in my life. The Lord speaks to me, I want to go and share it with someone. Whether it be my counselor, whether it be a man of God. This has come to me. Is it like that? This is what the Lord said to me. Do you agree with that? Because very often we get it wrong. We think something, we run, we do it. And then we say, hey, if I just spoken to someone. But do that with everything, even that what you hear from people. Because remember, some people will feed you the poison that they drank. 
Ngoba kumbulu ukuthi kukhona abantu abangakwazi ukuba bakuhlohle bakufunzwe ushevu bona abawudliwe A person that has believed a lie he needs people around him Umuntu yena okholwa manga bese ke manje efaka abanye abasondelene naye abafake ehlathini A person who want to believe the lie for his own personal reasons he wants you to be with him Loyo kholwa manga ngenxa yezizathu zakhe ezisekceleni bese kwenza nawe afuna ukuba nawe ukholwe ila manga And so we'll try to feed you the same poison that he drank so that he's not alone Ebese yazama ukuba kufunze wona lo shevu naya udlile ukuze ngeka zabe yedwa kulo shevu Check that what you hear Ngakho ke qaphela uhlole lokho okuzwile That if you heard a lie that you can be freed from it. Ukuze uma uzwe amanga ukwazi ukukhululeka kuwe. And again you can go to people that can help. Bese futhi uyakwazi ukuya kubantu abazokusiza. People who can say I've heard this. Abantu abazosho ukuthi ngengakuzwa lokho. And maybe they'll advise you go to that person. Ask him, speak to him. Shambe futhi bese beyakiyala bakunikishiyalo bathi hamba uye kulo muntu ukhulume naye umbuzo Not wrong to go to a person and said I've heard this about you is it true or is it not true Ngoba akukubi ukuya kumuntu ozwe ngayo ukuthiza ufike umbuzo ukuthi nakhe ngikuzwile ngabe kuyiqiniso noma kungamanga Otherwise you might be drinking his poison Ngoba manga njalo ngenze kuyitho le nawo usuphuza lo shevu naye awuphuza And you will die with him there are many stories in this world. There are many lies in this world. These days someone send us a message. We hear that Reverend Stephen passed away. Lies. But people believe it. You hear it? You say it to the next one? You gossip? And you gossip with poison. And you will die with that person. Because God is not mocked. God who knows everything that was said wherever he will reveal it. Unkulunkulo wazi gonke nalokho ukhulunywe kusithekeni uyakwazi yena futhi unamandla ukuba kwambule And imagine if you were telling the lie and taking it further and spreading it further the day the Lord reveals the truth you'll be ashamed Awucabange nje makuwena ohamba ufafaza amangu lokho uwaqhubeza eyaphambili ngelinye ilanga unkulunkulu bese yangibula lokho akuvezobala uyongena ehlazweni People say many things of places they didn't even visit. People say things about people they don't even know. Abantu kaningi baye bashiza into eyiningi ngendawo abangakaze bavakashele kuyo, bashiza into eyiningi ngabantu abangakaze bahlangabezane nabo. Don't fall in that trap. Many have fallen into that trap. Manje ke qaphela ungagaxela idlo logibe baninga sebegaxele kulo. But above all God can even warn you and say don't believe that lie. Kudake ngaphezu kwakho konke uNkulunkulu angaxwayisa kutshela ukuthi ungakulinge nje uwakholwe lawo manga. If we are close to him. Uma sisondelene naye uNkulunkulu. Now this word passion 
where it says Elijah is a man subject to like passion, refers to three things. So in the Greek, it firstly refers to suffering. Like it talks about the passion of Christ. The suffering of Christ. Elijah also suffered, and we'll read about it. The second meaning, or the second thing it refers to, is to the passion of the emotion. So it can refer to men with the same emotion as we have. And the third reference is made to the reference of sin. Not that he sinned like us, but that he was exposed to sin like us. Matthew Henry says, this may be encouraging to us if we consider that Elijah was a man of like passions with us. It should encourage us to know there are other people to say it simple, made it. There are other people that have overcome. Maybe that's what made them great. And then Matthew Henry says, He was a zealous good man and a very great man, but he had his weaknesses and was subject to disorder, or mistakes, if I can translate it, in the presence as well as others. He had his weaknesses. He was human. Like me and you. So there are three points I'd like to make. Now this is actually the start of the service. All this was introductory. So the first point about prayer. I believe that one can pray and God can hear your prayer and do that what you ask. 
Niyakolo ukuthi umuntu angakhuleka uNkulunkulu awuzwe umkhuleko ebese yawuphendula enze lokho bekuyisicelo sakho We read in the Old Testament even times where the people prayed and the Lord said I won't do that anymore Siyakhumbula amasifunde Testament eneldala lapho kukhona abantu abakhuleka khona wayisethu uNkulunkulu ngeke ngiphinde ngikwenze okufana nalokho engikwenzile But there's a verse you don't need to turn there I'll just read it in Matthew 16 verse 19 And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven Kunevesa litholakala evangelini ngoka Matthew isahluko seshumi nesithupha indima yeshumi neshumi neshagalo lunye lapho ukuthi wakhona ngiyakukunika izihluthulelo zombuso wezulu Oyakukubopha emhlabeni koba kuboshiwe nasezulwini nalokho oyakukukhulula emhlabeni koba kukhululiwe nasezulwini Now in some translations the German translation the Afrikaans translation and I believe the Zulu translation as well the second word where it says it shall be bound in heaven is written in the past tense. Manje ke ngokhunyushwa kweyilimi ezahlukene ngokwesijalimani nangolimi lwesibhunu ngiyakhola futhi ukuthi nangolimi lwesizulu ukuba khunyushwe ngendlela efanayo ukuthi lokho yakukubopha emhlabeni kobe bekuboshiwe nasezulwini kukhulunywa ngendlela yesikhathi esedlule. In Afrikaans it says what what you bound in on earth sal gebonde wees it's a past tense. Mangabufunda ngolimi lwesibhunu liyachaza ukuthi kiyobe sekuboshiwe nasezulwini okuyisikhatha esedlule. And I believe the Zulu word is also past tense. Ngiyakholwa ukuthi nakho la ezulwini leligama liveza umqondo wesikhatha esedlule. But what does it mean then? Some people believe that because the second word is in past tense It is something that is already bound in heaven by the time we bind it. Manje ke lokho kushukuthini ngoba kaningi abantu baye bacabanga ukuthi njengoba leli gama linomqondo wenkathi edlule kusho ukuthi lokho esithi siyakubopha vele sekusuke sekade kwaboshwe zulwini. So it could be and it's another way to look at it that what I pray for was already done in heaven. Mawibuka ngalendlela kusho ukuthi kungachaza ukuthi lokhe ngikhulekelayo kuyinto vele suke seyaziwe ezulwini nempendulo isuke isibekho Sometimes we pray for something and it doesn't happen Wesini isikhathi siyesikhulekela into ethize besingenzeni and we can be discouraged by it Beseke lokho kusithena amandla Maybe if a person is sick we pray and ask Lord please heal that person but then the opposite happens and the person even passes away Kenza wesini isikhathi imhlawumbe umuntu egula simkhulekele sithi inkosi siyacela umphulukisi usibanibani kunokuba phulukiseke avela adlule emhlabeni kuphambane izinto It's not wrong to ask what we what we want to ask the Lord Akukho kuba ukuba simcele uNkulunkulu lokho okuyifiso zethu But it's a good thing if what we pray 
is already that which was done in heaven. It's good that when we pray that it's in line with what God's will is to happen. We don't know what it is, so we pray what we feel. But if we pray, and it's something that God already wants, then he will do it. But he still wants us to pray. And so we need to be in tune with God. Sometimes we pray for what we want, personally for us. And maybe we even see it in a human way, and then we pray for the wrong thing. So Elijah prayed and the Lord heard his prayer. Another sign that Elijah was a righteous man. We read in the Bible that the Lord hears the prayer of a righteous man. The second point I'd like to make about temptation and sin. Elijah was exposed to the temptation of sin. And we read sometimes about, maybe if one can say it, his weakness. But he overcame and he was faithful. Sin gets his power by persuading me to believe that I will be happier if I follow it. Just think of it. Aren't it. Isn't it like that most of the time? When I'm tempted by sin, there's something that tells me I'll be better off. There's always some benefit to it. I won't do it if I know it's going to harm me. And children, here you must listen. The devil will always tell you of something better. If I steal something, I'll be better off because I'll have that thing. If I get upset, I'll be better off because I'll show that person that I'm in control. I'll show him that I'm better than him. He'll put me at something. Whatever, whatever the devil tempts you with, 
he will tell you it's going to be good for you. And maybe if he tempts you with a boy or a girl that you see, he will tell you it will be very nice. And he will tell you if you can get that one, You'll be happy. And in that way, he'll always tell you of something better. And that is how he catches us. There's a way an Eskimo kills a wolf. The way an Eskimo kills a wolf offers insight into the self-destructive nature of yielding to temptation. First, the Eskimo coats his knife blade with animal blood and allows it to freeze on the knife. Then he adds another layer of blood and another until the blade is completely concealed by blood. Next, the hunter fixes his knife in the ground with the blade up. So you can imagine in the snow and the ice, just this knife sticking out, but you can only see the blood. And when the wolf discovers the bait, he starts to lick it, tasting the fresh, frozen blood. Then he begins to lick faster and more vigorously until the clean edge is bare, the, the knife edge is bare. So the sharp knife is starting to stick out of the blood. In this craving for the blood, the wolf does not realize that his thirst is being satisfied by his own warm blood. That do- until the dawn finds him dead in the snow. 
Manje lo kukla ngaza, okuba lempisi, yenzu, okwenzu kubilo kikube kikota, aikondu uti nje ngobikota nje, izanelisa nge kazilayo, ngobisi sige gile manje, isikoti kazilayo, kuze kufinyelele lapo ifakona, gusu kutawisi afama. So the knife starts cutting his own tongue, and he think it's the blood that is licking, but it's his own. That is what sin is like. You'll think it's something, you'll think it's something nice, but you will die there with the sin. D.L. Moodley said, when Christians find themselves exposed to temptation, they should pray to God to uphold them. But when they are tempted, they should not be discouraged. It it is not a sin to be tempted. Now listen to this. It is not a sin to be tempted. The sin is to fall into temptation. We will be tempted. You will see things. You walk in town, you see things. You can't miss it. But Moody says it's not a sin to be tempted, but if you fall to that temptation, you are sinning. I like the, the way a boy once confessed a sin. And he confessed what he saw. And the way he confessed it was, I looked again. I saw something, and then I looked again. I looked away, and then I looked again. That is when you fall to that temptation. You hear something, you think about it, you go and spread it. That's how you fall to the temptation. You hear the gossip, you can be freed from that, but you go and gossip further. And as he says here, pray for God to uphold you. In the time of temptation. Someone once said you can even speak to the devil. When he comes, tell him he must footsack. And ask God to help you. 
The third point about difficulties. Elijah had difficulties. If you go back to Kings, I can also read it if you don't need to go there. Kings 9, 1 Kings 19, verse 3 and 4. It says, It's just next to the verses we read earlier. Chapter 19. Then he was afraid and arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba of Judah over eight miles and out of Jezebel's realm and left his servant there. Esezwile loko wasuga wahamba uguba asinde waya eperisheba elingela wachuta washia kona ingeguyaki. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a lone broom or juniper tree and asked that he might die. He said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. Elijah had difficulties. To the point where he said, Lord, can I just die? Anymore. I can't anymore. He did not take his own life, but he said, Lord, please, you take my life. He knew he couldn't take his own life. It was not in his hands, and it would be wrong to do it. But he said, God, can't you take my life? Time is running. And I couldn't help but to think of Spurgeon. Spurgeon is one of the most read Christian authors. Wrote many books, devotions. He preached to over 10 million people. Preached over 3,500 sermons and wrote more than 140 books. He lived in the 1800s and we, like it says here, we feast on the fruit of his Spurgeon ministry till today. An amazing man, and for some they call him the Prince of Preachers. 
Indota eisimanga abanye kebazi bambizo nguguti wingo sana yabashumaini. But listen to his life. Aulalelege gota gabanzi ngimpilo yake. When he was 22 years old, they hired another hall because the church where he was preaching was too small. It could take 10,000 people, but they were far more than 10,000 people. I'm just making it short because of time. So in this hall, while everyone was inside, Someone shouted, shouted, fire, fire, resulting in a stampede, caused many in injuries and seven people's death. Spurgeon said this, incident took him near the burning furnace of insanity. He almost went mad because he said he was responsible for those seven people that died. That's when he was 22. When he was 33 years old, he became from the age of 33, physical pain became a large and constant feature of life for him. Pain became part of his life. Suffering from kidney inflammation, gout, Rheumatism and neuritis. I think it's something with your eye. The pain was such that it kept him from preaching one third of the time for the rest of his life. Yet gout a condition that sometimes produces exquisite pain. For the remainder of his life, it would be laid aside for weeks and months, nearly every year with various illnesses. And they write about his gout where he says, Do you know what it's like for a week in bed to lie just on one side? Because of the pain he had in the other leg. And then Spurgeon would say, It is great mercy to get one hour's sleep at night. Just listen. 
He talks about the one hour that is happy, not the many hours that is not happy that he didn't get. What a mercy I have felt to have only one knee tortured at a time. God has shown me such mercy that today only one knee is hurting. And then it continues. Another one of his sufferings he experienced was causeless depression. Depression for no reason. He would go into depressions. He once said in the service, my spirit was so sunken, was sunken so low that I could weep by the hour like a child, and yet I knew not what I wept for. Depression plagued even the prince of preachers, and he often felt ashamed that he was vulnerable to such despondency. He was ashamed of it. But he wrote, I believe, however, the affliction was necessary to me. And through most of this time, his wife was very ill as well. Bedridden for decades. Now listen to this. Spurgeon saw his depression as ordained by God. For God's glory and his own sanctification. Spurgeon pressed through his depression with an unwavering conviction that God was sovereign in all that happened to him. He never once believed that his sufferings were by accident or an obstacle. He never said, but God, this shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't suffer like that. I'm your preacher. No, he said, God, you allowed this. Spurgeon once said, it would be a very sharp and trying experience for me to think that I have an affliction which God never sent me. 
Aisekazu kutigioba into enzima kakulu nenga lungilu kuba Ngisho minu kutigipegane na lopunzima kota Aguveli kukulungu It couldn't cross his mind that this shouldn't be like that God allowed it and he accepted it Loku kubengati kwa kambe mkondwe nwa kukuti Loku mpegana na kongoba kufela mkulungulu Mkulungulu ovu melukuba loku kufige gimu And Spurgeon persisted in what God told him to do. Charles Spurgeon waise kubege pigelela enza loku nkulungulu aeta agagwenzi. He said that the bitter cup was never filled. He will never think that this cup was not filled by God. Lengkomisha ya ikwe lukbaba. My trials were measured out by him. Interesting. Spurgeon seemingly had a very sense of humor. Just by the way, they say regularly surprised people when they go and see him and then he would make a joke. Loko njengi akubalu langogjula kaninga bantu manga bebe hamba beyo mvagashela waibashia be mangele ngenga ya mangogo ayobakotana. And then he said, Christ wishes his people to be happy when they are perfect as he will make them in due time they shall also be perfectly happy. Utu Kristu uyafisu kubabantu bake bachabule Baba bantu abapelele siwe Jenga loku ngezikate sifanele yobenzu kubababe ngabapelele siwe Remember what we read in the beginning, happiness Kumbula loke skale ngaku kukfunda intogozo In his pain and difficulty, he was happy Epshungwini nasemzime na itabula kubogote waene intogozo As heaven is the place of pure holiness so is it the place of pure happiness. And in proportion as we get ready for heaven, we shall have some of the joy which belongs to heaven. And it is our Savior's will that even now his joy should remain in us. He had lots of difficulties. Maybe more than any one of us. But he never wavered in his faith. Be assured, in your difficulty, there are others that have run the same and persevered. In Spurgeon's last sermon in June 1891, just six months before he passed away, seven months, he said never there never was his like among the choices of princes he's speaking about Jesus 
Manje ke uchaza kabanzi ngenkosu Jesu kuthi akukho kwakutholakala kuye angazashi ukuthi kufana ncamashi nokwenkosu Jesu. The heaviest end of the cross lies ever on his shoulders, on Jesus' shoulders. Uthi isindo sesiphambano esinda kakhulu leyo ndawo esiphambane esindayo isehlombe lenkosu Jesu hayi kimi. If he bids us carry a burden, he carries it also. There's nothing he's asking us to do that he hasn't done. There's no suffering he's asking us that he didn't suffer. If there is anything that is gracious, generous, kind, and tender and superabundant in love you always find it in him in Christ umangabe kukhona okuhle okumsulwa okunozwelo okuwuthando oligcigcimayo nakho lokho futhi uyakuthola kuyu Kristu just think of it a man who suffered severely talks about God's love and that's all that God shown him love these 40 years and more have I served him blessed be his name and I have had nothing but love from him and listen what he writes next. From a man who's had so much suffering. He says, I would be glad to continue yet another 40 years in the same dear service here below if so it pleases him wathi ngaba nesifiso ngithokoza ukuthi ngiqhubeke futhi ngisemsebenzini kaNkulunkulu eminye imnyaka engamashumamane uma ngabe lokho kungayithokozisa inkosi for 40 years he suffered inyaka engamashumamane esebenzimeni esebhlungwini and then he said i would be glad to continue yet another 40 years like that and sometimes we complain about the small little thing. Sometimes we say this shouldn't be here, that shouldn't happen. Oh, I'm so unlucky. Things are so difficult. How will you explain one day to Spurgeon why you were not faithful? How will you explain to him one day I wasn't so well? I had some difficulties. Spurgeon says his service is life, peace, joy. Oh, that you would enter on it at once. 
God help you to enlist under the banner of Jesus even this day. Maybe that's what made the great men great. That they can be faithful to God in any situation. That they never lost their faith. They never lost their hope. They never said it's too much. They never said, God, you're making a mistake. This shouldn't be like this. Yes, they were human. They had their weaknesses. Maybe at times they despaired. But they lift themselves up again and they never lost their faith. And that's why God could use them. Dear friends, the great people of the gospel were human like me and you. They are difficulties. Like I said, maybe far worse than me and you. Shouldn't we also persist? Persist against temptation. Persist against losing hope. Losing our faith. If they could do it, we should also. Because they were human like us. Thank you. Shabonga Kulu, Gubaba, Uposman, Muba, Azulisele, Amazi, Galenji. And I wouldn't like to dampen anything that he has said. Alokoge and Fisubangi Kipe, Nomangens, Lokakshi, Lubabube, Donje, and Umswara. It was like being in a school, sitting at, your de- at one's desk. Just thinking many people have asked why doesn't Zamantu have a Bible school? Well, and some even felt the call to start a Bible school, but it just fizzled out as I heard in these days. It didn't take long. They couldn't even get it off the ground. Well, 
Others maybe wanted to start a work like Sizabantu in their area. And I heard in these days also of a place that looks in ruins. Isn't it maybe because they didn't go through this school? And as we have heard, God called, he chose you for his purpose, not for your purpose. Have you been humble enough to accept it? Don't be an ox that doesn't want to fit into the yoke. It can kick against the pricks, hurting itself. It can bellow and cry. And, and everybody hears your voice, what your opinion is. You haven't fitted into the yoke. You've heard in the church there's one head. There are two hands. There are many fingers. I hope you have heard and have taken it to heart, this lesson and these lessons and these treasures that we have heard today of men of God. And that was their greatest joy. They made it their greatest joy. Their greatest honor. And it is in, in dying that we live. In our humbling ourselves that we are lifted up. Have you heard this great mystery of the gospel? I thank the Lord for these words that we could hear. 
And let us all take courage. Let us all have our eyes fixed on Jesus. They took refuge in the Lord. And they heard, they could hear and sought fellowship with the Lord. The Spirit of God was close to them and they were not prepared to contradict his Spirit's leading. So I, I'm just voicing some things, but I hope it has been a treasure for you, and this will carry you through in times of trials, difficulties, and temptation. Ibalula nje amapuza mbalwa esizwe ngawo enkolwa ukuthi konke lokhe sikuzwile okungamaguku ikona ukuzokubamba kukuthwale kukwenza udabule emzimeni uphikelela ukubungqoka. Let us pray. Asithandazeni. Lord, we thank you that you spoke to us in this manner this morning. And Lord, it is so easy to listen to the tempter's voice. As the serpent came to Eve and promised her that she would be like God. And Lord, we know the battle is still hot today. And the tempter is still busy knowing his time is short. And he will try by all means to speak poison into our souls. And Thank you that you have equipped us today that we can stand in the evil day. That we can remain chosen, called disciples of Christ. And we cannot fail to pray, Lord, for those and for the one who has founded this work in obedience to you. And that we can stand 
together as soldiers of the cross. And that each one who has accepted your call that they might be strengthened and new that we can pray pray that which is done in heaven that it might be done here on earth. So we pray also for these coming days. That your will might be done, first of all, in our lives, so that we will be that salt and that light that shines forth in the darkness. So we thank you once again, Lord, and all the glory is yours. And as we part, that you would part with going with each one directing our paths on the eternal way. And we ask these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.